Jashodev everyone good morning and welcome to the weekly sunday workshop organized by north american institute of vihangam yoga my name is vihanshu and i will be the host for today from past 4 5 weeks we are discussing so many topics in the series of strengthening urge of meditation on that series we talked about different type of karma in past couple of week we talked about sadgurudev who is sadguru on the same series of discussion today we will talk about the secret of happiness and sorrow from the day one of our human life we are running behind happiness each and every act from the very first breath which is being done by us is to get happiness in life we are trying to get so many things in our life because we feel that happiness lies on that achieving those things gives you happiness but if you fails to achieve that that gives you sorrow but the question remains same because this race is going on in the human life we are running behind one after another worldly things in search of happiness so the question is what is the secret of happiness and what is the secret of sorrow why this happiness is temporary in nature and what is causing this happiness and sorrow so we'll try to explore this topic in today's session we'll try to explore happiness and sorrow and we will talk much more about this but first as usual we will start the session by inviting lord sadgurudev with the humble prayer the swagatgan by this prayer we will welcome his holiness to guide us in understanding today's topic so i'll request others to start the session with swagatgan over to you others thank you uncle swagatgan आय स्वागत नित्य गुरुवर संत सुभागमा आये अध्यात्म विद्या दिव्य ज्योति सोमरस बरसाये दोष दुर्गुण दूर करके सोदहंस बनाइए वेद गमगतिगर जन शक्ति द्वारताइए खोले द्वारा शब्द सागर भक्त जन अनवाइ 
Thanks a lot, others, for starting the session by inviting Lord Sudhudev with the welcome prayer. Our next prayer to His Holiness is the Mangalagan. Let us immerse ourselves in His thought and pray to Him to eradicate all differences and ills among various classes and communities, and have universal peace. Let this earth. be a heavenly place with plentiful bliss prosperity and peace i would again request others to recite this beautiful composition over to you others thank you uncle mangagan visha shanti nama mangal parama guru ko dhyaye शांति दूर कर बाजमराज बनाइए देश भाषा बाग जगमय ज्ञान पर दरताइए समृद्धि सुख शांति दरातल स्वर्ग भूमि बनाइए विश्व शिक्षक जन सदा फल गीति स्वर अपनाइए विश्व शांति नाम मंगल परम गुरु को thanks a lot others for beautiful presentation and putting forward the soulful words of swagat gan and mangal gan across as i was mentioning in the beginning of session in today's session we will talk about the secret of happiness and sorrow we have several things to discuss about it as i said what is the secret of happiness why this happiness is temporary in nature what is causing this happiness what is causing this sorrow and much more so to answer these questions and to discuss on this topic today we have vijay kumar ji who joined the session from New Jersey Edison uh Vijay ji i think uh, you are able to hear me yes good day everybody thank you for having me here yeah thank you uh welcome vijay ji for the session so uh let's discuss uh, let's start the discussion with the very first question and uh, the first question is why this happiness is temporary in nature over to vijay ji thank you 
I will begin uh, the session today with a token of appreciation, a humble respect for Joe Mary, who generously donated the uh, seva to appreciate our effort and to offer her devotion to Sadhguru. So thank you, Joe Mary, for appreciating us with your donations. In fact, uh, Joe Mary must have also experienced one thing when she made her appreciative donation for our effort. It is the happiness. When we start looking at all different nature of happiness that we have felt in life, we would start finding some commonality among all of that. And that is what we are going to discover today. What is the commonality? What is the common factor in all different sources of happiness that we have come across? Because once we get to the root of it, then it is easy for anybody, absolutely anybody, to remain happy throughout the life. So let's begin with the beginnings, you know. Everything has a beginning. So is the beginning of this creation. So before this creation came into being, came into existence, where was the happiness? Before this creation, this physical creation came into existence, where was the happiness? The scripture says, our Svarved says, Itna adhik ananda hai bhokta avahi bhool, ab kya poocho madhu kasha jo sab sukh ka moon. In the ecstasy of the bliss ocean of the Almighty, one is blissed out so much that one is fully lost into its infinite abundance. The bliss ocean is always there. It's always existing. Even when the creation doesn't exist. So the bliss exists in the form of Almighty Himself. And when one reaches to that bliss, it is fully lost into its infinite abundance. And it is the drop of the bliss of the Almighty that is in the root of all happiness in the physical world. So in this paraphrase, you know, Sadhguru is disclosing one very fact to all of us that whatever different forms of happiness that we experience in this physical creation is nothing but equivalent to just a drop of the bliss ocean that is with the Almighty. He further says, you know, the same thing in another Doha in Swarved. He says, Amrit kund hilola se ek bund gir aai, soi bund chani prakriti mein jag jeevan sukh paai. Whatever little happiness, whatever little bit of happiness with different activities, 
वी आर गेटिंग इन दिस फिजिकल लाइफ वेर आर दे कमिंग फ्रॉम दे आर नथिंग बट द सर्विस ऑफ दैट ड्रॉप ऑफ द हैपीनेस विच has come into this physical creation so out of the bliss ocean that is with the almighty out of that bliss ocean it is just a drop that falls into this creation in the beginning and then it is that little drop is what is then available to us in different forms so whatever little happiness we feel out of any activity what are we really testing when we feel happy we are testing nothing but that drop of happiness that little drop of happiness which is there in this physical creation and that little drop of happiness is also good enough for us isn't it so that is why we are after happiness because whenever we feel happy out of any activity we feel wow there's a wow feeling wow this is life that means just that little drop is also good enough it is good enough for that moment but the problem is it doesn't stay that little drop that little drop of happiness which the god has given in this physical creation we are able to taste it with different activities one or the other activities but what is the problem the problem is even though it is it seems to be good enough for us but it doesn't stay so why is that happiness temporary in nature neither we we have access to the bliss ocean because the almighty is not evident to us he is not in front of us he is there but we are not able to connect to him so we do not have access to the bliss ocean we are floating in the bliss ocean but we do not have access to it what an ignorance what a great ignorance we are floating in the bliss ocean of almighty but yet we are unhappy because we do not have access to it but see the mercy of lord he has given us sensory organs and he has given us access to the drop of happiness in this physical creation that's the mercy of lord but the problem is we get the happiness momentarily and then it disappears we are trying to solve that puzzle what does it disappear into where did where does it rise from why the physical happiness that we get in this life is very temporary in nature we can understand this by introspecting on all different things that make you happy what exactly happens when you get happy you know when you feel thirsty 
while drinking water you feel happy when you are hungry while having food the first bite the second bite the first bite is most pleasant when you are hungry and you take the first bite ah you feel oh now now i'm rested now i'm happy when you are looking forward to play certain sport and today is the day you hit the ground and you feel happy wow finally i'm here you feel happy and there could be different other activities different as a form in, in which we are tasting that drop of happiness but let's try to understand what is happening when you feel happy the sadguru has written the sadguru say anything about what happens when you feel happy in survey sadgudev has demystified everything around this he has made the happiness available not only for a normal human being like us like you and me who have no access to the bliss ocean yet we're still on the path we do not have access to the bliss ocean but do we not deserve to be happy of course we do so satguru has disclosed that very mechanism by which at least you will have access to the drop of happiness whenever you want so satguru writes in parvet 5641 he says shanti gyan sukh shanti hai shanti dharm tap yog uttam gun nar shanti hai shanti sarv phal bho whenever you feel happy whether at drinking water or having food or hitting the playground or taking the rest when you are tired in all of these there is one thing which is common what is that one thing which is common it is the shanti it is the peace when you are thirsty and you drink water who is getting the peace it is the prana that is getting the peace when you are hungry and you eat the food who is getting the peace it is the prana which is getting the peace when you are tired and you take rest and you feel happy about it who is getting the peace it is your body which is getting the peace when you are having any sensory happiness who is getting the peace it is the mind and the indriyas which are getting the peace in all form of bhoga the materialistic happiness that you get it is nothing but it is the process of developing peace within you there is something which is restless and you formulate a mechanism by which 
you make it restful when you are thirsty the water is making you peaceful when you are hungry the food is making you peaceful when you crave for playing a sports then hitting the ground when you reach to the playground that gives you peace wow finally i am here the restlessness vanishes for that moment and so sadgurudev says shanti hi sukha hai the happiness that we are getting in one or the other thing it is nothing but the peace the shanti the peace in hindi is called shanti the shanti itself is happiness shanti is happiness in all bhoga in all experiences of life which makes you happy it is one or the other thing which is getting the peace the taste of peace when you are surrounded by uncertainties in your life when you don't find a way out what gives you happiness the solution gives you happiness who gets the peace when there when there is uncertainties and a solution arises to you it is your intellect which is not finding a way out it doesn't know what is the way out and suddenly there is a solution and you feel happy about it why because your intellect finds a way now the wisdom gives you the happiness because you get the peace out of that wisdom there are certain unknown factors which were make, making you restless and the wisdom at that point gives you the peace and so you feel happy so we understand that behind every form of the happiness in whatever form you test it you are testing nothing but one or the other ways of getting the peace you just get the peace when you feel happy peace is the happiness the peace is the happiness now whatever the source of happiness we have so far relied on why does the peace doesn't stay through that source little longer why it is only short short lived what is this happiness what is this peace the quality of peace is it a matter is the happiness a matter or it is a quality it is an attribute that rises within us you know why the almighty is called satchidanand satchit anand because anand is a property the happiness the bliss is a property it is not a matter happiness is actually a property and that property has to rise within us when it rises you feel happy automatically when the peace rises within you you feel happy but when does the peace rises when there is something restless and 
there is some mechanism, some activity, some source which is making it restful. When your prana is restless during thirst and hunger, it is the water and the food which is developing the peace within you. So you feel happy. But once your thirst and hunger is quenched, then the peace vanishes. Because the process by which the peace was arising, that process is over. Your thirst is gone, your hunger is gone, now the food and water is not going to give you any peace any further. It has given you the peace, whatever it could. It cannot give you any further because the matter is not the peace. The food and water is not the peace. Food and water is not the happiness. For bhoga, in whatever form of bhoga we are trying to get the happiness from, Sadhguru Dev has very clearly explained what happens in that. Sadhguru Dev says that when the fire is burning, let's say at, you look at a surface, a flat surface, and the fire is burning at a little surface. The little, sur the sur little area of the surface is what has caught the fire. It's a little fire. Now, if you pour the dry grass over it in an effort to put off the fire, the dry grass will temporarily cool it down. Because the grass didn't have the fire. So when you put dry grass on the fire, it will temporarily put it off. But actually the fire is not gone. The fire will rather magnify upon receiving the dry grass into it. So when there is a fire anywhere, you, you pour a bunch of dry grass onto it, it will subside the fire temporarily. But then fire will slowly catch up and then this time it will be in even bigger magnitude. This is what exactly is happening when you are trying to develop the peace within you after chasing or by, um, by chasing the physical happiness, by chasing the sensory happiness. Sadhgudev says that our, the sensual desires, our desire of the physical happiness is nothing but the fire. It is like fire. And the subject that you are pouring into it to get the peace is acting like the dry grass. So whatever happiness you are getting out of any physical subject, through your five sensory organs, it is nothing but it is magnifying the fire that you have within. So temporarily, that the moment you are getting the subject, that time the mind and indriyas are getting into peace. Because it was restless for the subject. It was restless for the subject. So when, the, when you get the subject, that is the moment 
when you get the peace and you feel happy about it. But what is the aftermath? The aftermath is that the fire which was low in magnitude, by feeding the subject into it, you have amplified the magnitude now. And this is why you begin with one smoke, then it turns into two smoke a day, the three smoke a day, four smoke a day, and eventually you become a chain smoker. This is why you begin with one sip of alcohol, then two sips, then one cup, one bottle, and then you become a drunkard. All the addictions are just a reflection of this, that the fire is only growing within us. It is not subsiding down. It is just for the temporary moment. When you put the subject in it, you get the peace because you were less restless for the subject. So when you get the subject, you feel peace for that moment. But then the fire, of course, cannot completely be put off with the dry grass. Dry grass will rather feed into the fire and the fire will only grow. This is the whole reason why any form of happiness that we have access to so far, unless you have learned the wisdom from Sadhguru to know the other source through which you can generate the peace within you. Unless you have gone through the second birth in your life, when you are leading your life in ignorance, just with your sensory subjects, then whatever source of happiness we have chosen to get the peace from is doing nothing but just magnifying the fire within. So Satgurudev says this is the whole reason why the happiness is baffling today. It is a puzzle today for people. It is only temporary. People get the happiness only for the moment when the mind and the indriyas get the rest for the subject because the subject was what it was craving for. So the moment it gets the subject, it gets the peace at that moment. And aftermath is, is that it will magnify and next time it will ask for more. This is the whole reason the happiness that we have so far is always in temporary in nature, or always temporary, always in le less in magnitude, temporary and alt, little, little and temporary. Thank you. Thank you very much, Vijayji, for the beautiful explanation of the temporary nature of happiness. As you mentioned, that peace is happiness. And you mentioned that we get peace in all the worldly things because we are restless for the subject. And through several examples, like the example of thirst, example of hunger, and many other examples, you explained that how in the beginning 
we see happiness in water, we see happiness in food, or we see happiness in different worldly things. But as we start consuming that, as that thirst, that hunger, start going away, we don't feel happiness on the same thing. So as you mentioned, matter is not the peace. Peace is on satisfying the need of your prana, your body, your indriya, what we are getting through this uh, physical, worldly subjects. So, the next question is, as as you explained, yes, that how... Yeah, yes, just an underlying question I'm getting that I feel like there was a one time I was in the same um, situation. Uh, certainly, I'm not anymore and uh, these meditation and satsang helped me coming out. Uh, but, you know, when I speak to people, many facing the situation like we try to find happiness in worldly desire and being as a human, uh, an opportunate species in this universe, certainly uh, something career-oriented are somewhere in this world to stand ourselves, um, to define ourselves. There is some goal or some dream that we run behind. And there are often that circumstances keep changing if they are all uh, changing in nature. Uh, and I get away from that what life, goal of my life. Um, and it so happened that I do not have personally control. I feel I'm getting, getting forward, very close to achieve it. But again, circumstance comes, change. I feel I'm in the same place. Again, I have to start from the beginning. How to keep myself motivated? I know, uh, for an example, fire always uh, keeps uh, you know, magnifying is uh, we are seeing, and not achieving the goal also doesn't satisfy me. Uh, and whereas giving up, putting me in disappointment. How do I get the balance of it? Uh, I think this is underlying question many of us have in certain times, but would like more discuss on that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mayaji, for beautifully putting forth what everybody actually would always go through. They would, uh, every one of us would always have this dilemma that where to find the balance. The problem here is, the problem in this thought is that most of majority of us consider the physical prosperity and spirituality as East and West. This is the problem. The physical prosperity and spirituality go hand in hand. It is not East and West. It is not that you have to choose either this or that. When you have to choose between this and that, then only you have to find a balance. How much to choose from here? What if both go along? What if both go along? So why do we even have to find the balance? 
you know, in ancient time, Rishi said, Ajramro with Pragyo Vidyam Artham Chachintiyet, Grito Keshu Mrityunam Dharmam Ajrayet. It says, you never lose an opportunity of two things, the wisdom and the resources, the artha, the wealth. Never lose the opportunity of the wealth and the wisdom. Why? You don't lose it thinking that anyway I am going to live only for next 10 years or 20 years or 50 years. Why to go for wealth now? Or why to go for wisdom now? What will I do with wisdom? I have to live only for so many more years. The Rishi said, never ever think like this. Whenever there is an opportunity of the Artha and the wisdom, you think as if you are going to live for very long, so you still have time to go for it. But the second line says, but also remember that the death is holding your hair to pull you any moment. You may just end your life any moment. So don't even lose any moment when you are not earning the righteous deeds in your life. So never ever go away from righteousness. Never ever go away from spirituality. With the spiritual base, with the righteous base, with the dharmic qualities, the quality of patience, the quality of truth, the quality of forgiveness, the quality of service, the quality of wisdom. Holding on to those qualities, rise in your life as if you are going to live forever. When it is a business, do the business with utmost honesty. Don't lose the base of dharma, the righteousness, in anything you do. Let you grow, not only physically, but spiritually, both hand in hand. Why? Because these resources, these artha, are not only to cause you the negativity in your character. It is not only to reflect the greed within you, but these resources, these artha that you are earning through physical prosperity is meant for you to serve the needy. Is meant for you to do bigger thing in life, to, be, to bring big change in this universe, in this creation. For the, for the service to the humanity. Only when you develop your capability, when you grow in your capability, you can do bigger service to the humanity. Today, even though you know that this particular form of wisdom or meditation or whatever practices is very good for huma humanity, 
but you do not have money to organize the event. You are short of money, so you will shy away in doing these kind of service. But if you are capable, if you are a big CEO of a company and you understand this wisdom well, then you can bring a bigger change in the society. You can give happiness to the majority of the people who you are in touch with because you are capable to do that. You are capable to deliver it to everybody because of the power of your wealth. So there is absolutely no friction between physical prosperity and spirituality provided we understand what is physical prosperity for. The physical prosperity is possible for you because the God has given you the necessary skills and tools. You have been made a very special being that you are able to do more than others. And that is why there is a chance and, and the opportunity of a physical prosperity. Why? So that those who are not capable, those who are handicapped, those who are deprived of the necessary tools to grow physically in their life, you can assist them. You can do this service, the human service, because the God has chosen you. That's why he gave you the extra skills and the power. So if we shy away from the opportunities, that means we are shying away from the opportunity of service. And we learn in today's session that the service is another source of happiness. Rather, it brings the happiness in abundance to you. In fact, the path that leads you to the bliss ocean of Almighty, why to just stay with the drop of the happiness in this physical life? Why not trade into the path that goes straight to the bliss ocean? What are the means for it? The means for it, one of the means, means is the seva, the service. Only when we develop the capabilities and the attributes and sanskara within us, when our desire transforms in such a way that you start liking when you get involved into seva, when you transform your heart, your emotions, your vritti, your chitta, your mind, your buddhi, when you transform them such that you start liking when you are in seva, that is the biggest transformation you want to bring in your life. Sooner we transform our heart into becoming a sevak, the one who loves offering seva, the one who loves serving humanity, the sooner we transform into that phase, faster you reach to the bliss ocean. So physical prosperity is the means for you to develop that big heart within you. The physical prosperity is actually the means for you to become a better sevak of the humanity. It is never 
the east and west so from now on i would certainly motivate all of us motivate all of you to never shy away from opportunity of a physical prosperity because that is the opportunity through which you can become a better savak a better capable person who can serve the humanity in greater magnitude thank you thank you very much uh, vijay ji and uh, maya ji for this discussion uh so as uh, vijay you just mentioned that we have to grow and achieve physical prosperity as well as spiritual bliss hand to hand in our life there is no east and west so the next question related to this discussion related to the discussion of happiness is what is the cause of this what is the cause of happiness and how can one lead a happy life while one is still midway in the spiritual journey over to you vijay ji yeah this is what we wanted to solve today so this is very important question for all of us we know that the physical the sensory happiness that we are after they are doing nothing but the opposite dukh mein yah sansar hai sukh khojat agyan only because of ignorance we are only magnifying the fire within instead of putting it off when we go after any physical happiness but we cannot live without happiness and if if this fire if we temporarily give us the happiness then let this fire be for us but at least let me be happy temporarily this is what is happening with all of us do we understand that anything i do in life is not giving me the happiness that i want but despite knowing this we still go for it why because we have no other way even though it takes our life it doesn't matter if this poison is giving me temporary happiness then let me take this poison this is what is happening to us so if the happiness that we get out of the physical subjects is not giving me the happiness but it is only magnifying our sorrow our thirst our fire within then where else will i get that this is what the question is where else can we can we get that we understood from the very first question that behind the happiness the underlying mechanism is nothing but the peace it is the peace in which the happiness is experienced the happiness is an experience of the soul which happens which rises in the soul when the peace happens in your life so all we need to find out is what are the other sources or the mechanism 
where the peace rises and are those sources readily available to us once we discover all different other sources where there is no fire where there is no burning where there is no multiplication of the fire there is no multiplication of sorrow there is no illusion but it is the absolute peace that you get even while you are on the way on the way meaning we know that the bliss ocean is in the almighty but we have not yet got the experience of almighty and so we do not have the taste of the bliss ocean but does it mean that we cannot feel the happy happiness in the life yes of course every moment can be made joyful every moment provided we know those other sources of happiness where the god has equally distributed that drop of happiness all we need to know is just to hold on to those sources stick to it and those sources are something which does not even separate from us if you start understanding the physical happiness either our sensory organs stop working or the subject vanishes because of which we separate from the physical sources and so all we are left with just the sorrow just the suffering just the fire within if somebody likes dancing there'll be a day when their feet will not allow them to dance if somebody likes hearing music there'll be a day when the ear will stop hearing what will he do you'll be left with only cravings but no solution to it but does it mean that they cannot live happy does the god not make any other different source of happiness through which at least they can continue to test the drop of happiness which exists in this creation yes of course this is where swarved discloses the real source of happiness in this physical world for the normal human being all these physical subjects were called illusion for this very fact that we think that the happiness is there but actually those subjects were only magnifying the sorrow within you the real happiness is just within you because happiness is a quality happiness is not a matter happiness is a quality the peace is a quality it it comes along with other qualities it doesn't come with the matter there's certain list of qualities if you develop those qualities the happiness will be all yours for example is the happiness in the greed or is the happiness in the contentment if you don't feel content within you that for me only this much is enough unless you develop the quality of contentment when you think only this much is enough for me it is only then you feel happy if you do not have contentment within you 
the happiness is not with you in moment of frictions in life do you feel happy in in the anger or you feel happy in the patience in patience you will feel happy it is the patience that will bring peace within you even in the moment of adversities so any other sources that can give rise to the peace can give rise of peace within you is what is the source of happiness in the moment of adversities it is the patience and when everything is all right everything is going happy and lucky does it mean that we should start going after physical subjects for happiness no we should not repeat the same mistake when we are happy and lucky then you have the abundance of opportunities of service sadgudev says the forgiveness is happiness because the forgiveness gives rise to the peace the seva is happiness when you serve the humanity the servitude this quality that rises within you it rises with the quality of peace within you so the happiness will blossom within within you when you are serving the needy the happiness will just blossom within you santosh the contentment is happiness the shama the forgiveness is happiness the gyan is happiness the wisdom is happiness satsang is happiness when you sit in satsang automatically your man, your mind your indriyas your your soul your chitta your intellect everything start coming to rest unless you do not have fire if you have fire for something else while you are sitting in the satsang if you are already burning with some other desires it is a different story but when you do when you do not have the fire for some other subject you come to satsang wholeheartedly this satsang can give you happiness because satsang brings about the rise of the rise of peace within you it bring about the peace within your heart satsang is happiness seva is happiness the sadhana is happiness because sadhana give rise to the peace so what is the problem even though we understand this the physical happiness only will multiply the sorrow within us and these satsang seva sadhana santosh chama meaning the forgiveness the contentment the patience these can sustain these are the sustained source of happiness even though we know it what is the problem that we are not able to stick to it what do we lack within us that we are still after the physical happiness 
not the internal happiness. The problem is the pollution in our vrittis, in our sanskaras, the pollution in our desires. Our desires are polluted. And we need to purify our desire first. There is a need of purification of our desires. Unless we go through the purification process, our desire will always keep misleading us, will always keep pushing us, pushing us towards the physical subjects. And in that illusion, we will end this human life and will lose the opportunity to get the access to the bliss ocean. What is the second birth in the same human life? We learnt it from previous satsang. When these desires are purified, that is the second birth. When we start leading the life in the light of wisdom, not, not by the restlessness of the mind, but by the wisdom. Whatever is right, I will do only that. Whatever is wrong in my life, I'll go away from it. When you lead your life in this very wisdom, this is what is called the second birth. Now you started leading a real life, a life in the light of the wisdom. The darkness is really going now. So to transform from the life of ignorance to the life of wisdom, what is the mechanism? What can make my desires purify? How will my desires purify? Does Swarved or Sadhguru say anything about it? Of course it does. There is just one way for it. And this is where you will understand the glory of Satguru. Swarved very clearly says, the ancient scriptures very clearly says, there is absolutely no other way to end the restlessness and the pollution of the mind, but it is only through Satguru Seva and Satsang. Only through Satguru Seva and Satsang that our desires can purify. There is absolutely no other way. That is why it is said in Swarved also. Prabhu Prasad Sadguru Daya Mana Hoi Swadhin Anya Yukti Koi Nahi Lage Sadguru Charanati. If you truly want to lead a life with the second birth, in the light of the wisdom, in the purity, in the divinity, with the sustained happiness, we must pay honest attention in purifying our desires. And so Sadguru Seva and Satsang becomes the prime most element of our life. 
only when we put ourselves into satsang this kind of discussion is what called is called satsang only when we get the darshan of sadguru that is also called satsang when you meet that master of divinity when you come in the close vicinity of that divine master that is called satsang the association with the truth the master is the truth through satsang and through satguru seva we can purify our sanskara we can purify our desires and can lead the life with the second birth and only when that happens then the dharma will rise within us meaning the patience will rise within us the forgiveness will rise within us truthfulness will rise within us the control over our mind and indriyas will rise within us these 10 qualities of dharma will rise within us and with all these qualities will rise the peace because that come hand in hand that is the mercy of god the god has made us a human being and human being has capability to live with the human qualities which nobody can separate from you provided you go within and don't go outside with the restlessness of the mind don't get caught into the illusions of the mind rather just identify the source of happiness is just within you it is just within you whether be the the drop of the happiness or be the ocean of the happiness both are just within you while you are on the way while you're on the way to reach the ocean of happiness by the wisdom of wisdom and the technique of satguru by the meditation technique of brahmavidya vihangam yoga while you're on the way you're in stage 1 of vihangam yoga stage 2 of vihangam yoga or stage 3 or 4 while you have not yet reached to the stage 5 of vihangam yoga you still have all the right to be happy just work upon keeping your desires pure by attending satsang by involving yourself in seva seva is in fact more important than satsang if you satsang have done the job if you have got this very wisdom but seva is what will make you more eligible for you to get blessing from satguru it is through seva that satguru will then finally open the door of the bliss ocean we are not having access to the bliss ocean ocean of almighty because the secret 11th door is closed you know in this body there are nine doors which are obviously open two eyes two nostrils two ears mouth and two organs of excretions these are the nine obvious openings in this body which we are all aware of there is a secret tenth door in this human body which is closed by kundalini 
there are different forms of yoga through which you can awaken kundalini and the same is done in vihangam yoga very easily by the grace of satguru kumbhak bandhana eko lage aapi aap kundali jage it happens in the third stage of vihangam yoga but even after the kundalini awakens even after the tenth door opens still the bliss ocean of almighty remains hidden forget about the nine doors nine doors anyway have no access to that bliss ocean even the tenth door doesn't have access to the bliss ocean but of course tenth door is the first milestone to get to the bliss ocean after the tenth door of the human body opens there is still a secret 11th door which is in the space of consciousness not in this physicality that is in the space of consciousness and that is where not the self acclaimed guru can ever be able to open that door for you that is where you need to find the true master the true satguru who truly have the divinity and the power to open that secret 11th door in the space of consciousness upon opening which the bliss ocean of almighty pours into your heart and you and almighty become one this happens only by the blessing of the satguru the true divine master which we all need to seek in this life and be eligible for him how can you be eligible for his blessing by satguru seva that is why seva is of the greater importance in our life satsang and seva are the means to purify our desire to turn our attention from outside to inside to lead the life with the second birth the seva and satsang are important but seva is of greater importance for us to be able to reach the bliss ocean this is the secret of happiness my dear friends the drop of happiness is there in this physical world in the form of several righteous qualities because the happiness is not a matter happiness is the peace is the quality which come along with the other dharmic qualities just learn to inculcate develop those qualities within you and you will be all happy thank you thank you very much vijay for explaining the cause of happiness as well as how one can lead a happy life while one is still midway in the spiritual journey as you mentioned we have to purify our desire we have to enhance the quality of containment wisdom satsang forgiveness and seva which are the form of happiness thank you very much for this explanation with vijay ji now 
we we are going to the next phase of today's session where i would like to invite rahul ji for geeta part rahul ji over to you thank you sudanshu ji a very good morning and jai satgurudev everyone what a nice topic it is and what an explanation vijay ji thank you so much everybody knows today's topic is about happiness and sorrow and i think it is very important for everyone to understand this thoroughly because this is going to be a life changing knowledge i think we heard from vijay ji the concepts of sukha and dukha are just a state of mind or sense of perception same situation whatever the situation a person is can be understood or realized as sukha or dukha just like two sides of a coin and sometimes it changes very frequently with a mere thoughtfulness on it probably we can look at the current situation even when the whole world is dealing with corona infection some people might be feeling anxiety distress due to falling economy job losses business slowdown and that might be the cause of dukha agony for them but if we just ponder over it for a moment and focus on this experience i think this experience has shown people that only accumulating aggregating money or the physical thing is not every everything you should follow because you cannot achieve everything now with your money even people are not able to step out they are very rich people they are not even able to step out of their houses but looking from a positive perspective people are getting more time with their friends family to improve relationship getting time to do meditation getting time to play with kids pets you see the nature is reviving you see the pollution level is going down you see the birds animals are getting time to live under reduced stress created by the human being when you look at the other perspective then you will see that the dukha which somebody is feeling or maybe a person is feeling that gets transformed into a sukha it's very important that we analyze both the sides of the coin rather than just making a decision or rushing to a decision at any anything very clearly shows that how transient is sukha or dukha and sometimes we first call out something as agony pain and later in the course of the time we realize that 
say actually it was a boon in disguise and i am taking shloka from bhagavad gita which is very connected with today's topic and which comes out very clearly says matra pashtu kaun se शीतोष्ण सुख दुखद आगमा पाइनो नित्य समितिक्षव भारत इट मीन्स द लॉर्ड कृष्णा इज सेइंग दिस इन चैप्टर टू ऑफ भगवदगीता वो सन ऑफ कुंती द नॉन परमानेंट अपीयरेंस ऑफ हैप्पीनेस एंड डिस्ट्रेस and the disappearance in the course of the time are like the appearance or disappearance of winter and summer seasons they arise from the sense of perception o king of bharata and you and one must learn to tolerate them without being disturbed so it's a transient nature it is very clearly spelled out it's a transient nature and it is coming out of just the perception how to have that perception or how to really come out of that dukha part and try to get into more relaxed a peace in your mind that is also spelled out in bhagavad gita and i am taking one quick shlok from chapter 5 of agatita vishesh yunjanam evam sadatmanam yogi vikat kalmash sukhen brahm sanspar sansparsam antyatam sukham asrute which means that a self control yogi who is constantly in, involved or engaged in yogic practice becomes free from all of these material contain uh, contamination which is which is there in our mind and then the person achieves the highest state of perfect happiness which is transcendental love for the lord for the guru and that is what is a permanent state of happiness that is where your transient nature of sukha and dukha will not bother it's very important that we should the human being should focus on these parts of happiness and live a life with dharma and that is how we will be able to achieve a peace for a long period with that i'll stop today's session over to sanjeev thank you very much rahul ji for presenting the gita shloka and uh, sharing your view on happiness and sorrow and as you said as per the state of mind 
the same incident can be a cause of happiness for someone as well as a cause of sorrow for the other one so thank you very much for this explanation now we reached to the last phase uh, where we will go for uh, concluding prayer but before going for the prayer uh, i would like to request uh, anyone who joined the session for the first time please come forward and introduce yourselves this floor is now open for all oh hi this is subramani varma i joined for philadelphia for the first time this nice session today hello uh, hi hi subramaniam uh, ji welcome welcome to the uh, vihangam yoga online satsang session thank you and thank you very much for for joining the session thank you thanks yeah uh anyone else who who joined the session for the first time today uh hello namaste this okay. is tamaya uh are you and jan for the first time very nice talk thank you very much for sharing the uh, the wisdom both of you yeah. thank you thank you yeah thank you very much yeah. anyone else who joined the session for the first time okay now we have reached to the last phase of the session where we will conclude the session with a short version of vandana aarti and shanti pat vandana is a prayer through which we seek blessing of lord gurudev we request well being of health wealth and seek his blessing for spiritual knowledge i'll request sia to recite last few lines of vandana over to you sia thank you uncle Jesu Dev Vandana Prabhu Kalpa Santa Samajukta Sarva Dharma Charya Jeeva Vashvita Sindhu Ke Hai Sapatha Mein Kaya Hai Prabhu Samate Santa समाज तेरा acknowledge the power of almighty and pray that all disciples experience eternal joy love and freedom from all worries under his holy guidance i'll request everyone to stand up for aarti and i'll request sia to recite last few lines of aarti over to you sia thank you uncle um aarti guru marati gati chandama सेवक ने न छको पलक पलक निरख रहे गुर मोरत की ओर श्वेत श्वेत में श्वेत है श्वेत श्वेत में श्वेत 
And as Swamiji is mentioning there, Chana Avi, Chana Jata Hai, Maya Jag Sukharanga, Nitya Sahaj Sukhakon Hai, Jami Raha Ikadhanga, Prakrita Sukha Jag Bhogakar, Firavaha Shanti Na Aya, Sukhada Shanti Vahakavana Hai, Antar Chaha Banaye. So, for that permanent happiness, for that happiness, which never go away once you attain that, once you achieve that. Vyaji has mentioned that we have to purify our sanskara. And how to do that? For that he mentioned, we have to go for seva, we have to go for sadhana, and we have to go for satsang. So I pray that we all go in the path of seva, sadhana and satsang and we all achieve the ultimate goal of this ultimate happiness. Next week we will again come with a new topic on the same bridge line, same time. We are also ha- having a meditation session every day in the morning or the evening, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. EST. So I'll request to all of you to join that meditation session as well. Till then, have a wonderful day to all of you. Jai Shri